Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. This podcast exists to inspire advisors like you to increase your profitability and your quality of life, but not just for yourself, also for those that you serve. Uh, Wes, it is great to have you back again. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks, Andy. Great to be with you. Justin, good to see you as well. How are you? I'm doing well, and happy Valentine's Day. Hey, happy Valentine's Day, Super Bowl, all that good stuff. Um, Life is good. Uh, Wes, we have a large idea that we want to talk about, uh, and then we're going to really break it down section by section into something really practical over the next two, three, four, five episodes. Uh, and so can you just present the larger idea? And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I love being around advisors and working with advisors is they're okay with big numbers. But the thing we're going to talk about includes some pretty big numbers. Uh, so why don't you tell us what we're going to talk about and kind of break it down, um, you know, in, in a way that that we can understand it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm fascinated with what we're going to talk about today because we're doing a whole series on this at North Point. And so it's really what gave me the idea to say, hey, let's let's beat this up on the podcast because it's so relevant to everybody listening and, and what we're going to be doing. And, he, and here it is. The, 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 the title is 90,000 or 90,000 hours, if you will, because here's the thing. Uh, all of us in our working lives are going to spend on average based on a study, and I'll go through some fun numbers here in a second, uh, about 90,000 hours working or engaged in the activity of what we might refer to as work if we live to age 71. Because here's the deal. And if, if you're lived to age 71, you will have about 622,000 hours uh, that that sit on your whole life that you have to work with. And, and a lot of things are going to happen within those hours. 230,000 hours of them, you're going to spend sleeping. Which, which, you know, if you're a teenager, you may, you may want more of those. I know that seems to be the, the general flow. Um, 32,000 hours you'll spend eating, 38,000 hours driving. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving, you are multitasking. So we appreciate that. We think you're, you you're synergizing your hours with learning. So uh, screen time, 73,000 hours. And again, some of that is clearly synergized with work as well, but, but um, 73,000 is what they pulled out. Exercise, 4,300 hours. School, 8,000 hours. Laughing, 3,600 hours. Sex, fun fact, everybody wants to know, drum roll. 2,800 hours. You might consider that good or bad, depending on where you're at in life. Um, getting ready. This is a fun one. This is, a, this is an average, remember? So 2,200 hours getting ready. And that what they determined, this is real, they pulled out of the study, 1,100 of that hours were guys' life getting ready and ladies' 3,300 hours getting ready. Uh, last couple here, family and friends, you're going to spend 42,000 hours with over your, over your uh, 622,000 hours. And then other, which is like an all-skate category, is like 9,600 hours which leaves us left over with what we do for our work, 90,000 hours. So with that, Andy, the, the big idea here, the premise is how are your 90,000 hours going? If we're going to spend 90,000 hours doing stuff, and, and I know most of the people listening to the podcast, you're a business owner, you're, you're an advisor uh, in, in somewhere in the financial space. And so you spend a lot of your hours um, similar to other people that are listening, at least depending on the kind of practice you're operating. But how you how do you think they're going? Because if, if honestly, I think um, 
some of you may be today, I think it depends on the day you're answering that question. Some of you may be saying, man, I love it. Super satisfied. Enjoy the, the, the life that creates, enjoy the work that we're doing and the people that I'm doing it with. Um, I think some of you may be on the other side of that, depending on, you know, <laughs> where you're at in the business, you may kind of feel like this is a penalty box between weekends that you are working to provide and survive. And, and you're not so sure you love it. And you're not so sure you love the people you work with. But I think if we're honest, Andy, and, and this, I'd throw myself in this category as well. Um, sometimes it just depends on the day and the season. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things I feel like they're going so well, knocking out of the park, and then life happens, right? Something, something occurs and, and it feels not so great, not so satisfying okay. or fulfilling. And, and, and so as we kind of think about this question, how's it going? Um, I wanted to toss and spend all of our time talking about regardless of how you think it's going today, wouldn't we all want it to be as satisfying as possible? Wouldn't we all want, if there were things we could do, and I believe there are, things that we could uh, implement in all of our lives that would cause us to answer that question every day, or at least as frequently as we possibly could, things are so satisfying. Things are so great. And my 90,000 hours is one of the one of the most enjoyable, most impactful, most purpose-filled um, a set of hours that I, that I get to engage in throughout my life, I, I think we'd all answer yes. And so I think the bigger question is like, all right, so what do we do about it, right? How, how, do, how do we do that? And that's where I thought we'd kick things off today. I think that there is still a pervasive um, story in culture that work is bad. Like that, oh gosh, I've got to go to work. I think that for those listening or watching that what you have to recognize and realize, and we'll talk about this today and for the next few episodes is that if you don't like your work, then you should probably blame yourself because as advisors, you have, you're a business owner, you know, you really have a lot of control over how you spend your time and who you talk to, and what you read, and the story you tell yourself, and what time you go to bed, and what time, there's, there's a lot of freedom that is available to build the kind of work you want. And I think that that is very empowering for some people, Wes, and also sobering for others. But I want to start with the premise uh, that you've laid out for us, which is, you know, if you have 90,000, and that is stand in this spot and put this widget together, then yeah, it can be kind of hopeless, you know? And I'm thankful for those people, but that's not who we're talking to. There's there's a lot of freedom and possibility in that 90,000 hours. And yet you get to talk to hundreds of advisors. I get to talk to hundreds of advisors every year. And, you know, there's something sobering about you get to write your story and you don't like your story. And I think that that's fairly pervasive, even among those who have control. And so our goal today in the next few episodes is to help you get back some of that control, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's that's great insight too, Andy, because I think there's some things in what you just said that I'd like to pull out a little bit. So when we talk about the work, your 90,000 hours being satisfied, if satisfying, that, yeah. that's your um, I would say m- most of the time, most advisors, at least by all the statistics and polls, would say um, uh, by a small majority, yeah, it's pretty satisfying. 
that, especially if they didn't cross certain lines and been in business long enough. Um, but, but it's really close to half based on all the studies that we see somewhere around 51% would answer on any given day. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm satisfied with my work most of the time. Now, the other part is that if you ask the, uh, that same subset of advisors, it may still be 51% the next time you ask, but it's a different 51% hmm. because I think life has a way of, it's ups and downs, right? There are things that come and go that we find less appealing or mindsets that we carry that sometimes make what we're doing less appealing. And we're going to talk about those. Um, but I think one of the things to start with, and, and if you're a, depending on if you're a new advisor or um, maybe are earlier to, to this work, um, here's what satisfying work isn't. Satisfying work is not an absence of difficulty. Okay, that, that is, that is, there is no, in fact, some of the most satisfying things you've ever accomplished in your life are a direct byproduct of do, having to do something very, very difficult. Absolutely. And, and I think oftentimes when we think about, well, to be satisfying, it needs to be easy. That's absolutely not the case. Yeah, I, I, I wonder too, if, if those who are listening or watching, if you think about what, what's a time in your life that you experience just tremendous growth? Emotionally, physically, like you were not on vacation. You know, you were not, and I'm again, I love me some vacations, right? But, but you were not smooth sailing, right? There's something that was happening that was refining you. And sometimes what I ask you to just think about, you're like, man, I haven't thought about that in a long time because I don't like to think about that. That sucked, you know? Um, and maybe it was a relationship that bombed, or maybe it was a business failure, maybe it was a health scare, right? Um, maybe it was a divorce, maybe it was, you know, a loss of someone, you know, but like, that's when we grow. And yet, you know, at work, it's hey, give me the shortcuts. Yeah. You, you make, make it easier for me. And, you know, we're not, we're not masochistic. We're not like saying, hey, go make life really hard all the time. That's kind of bad. But, um, but we all, we are also saying that the path to a fulfilling 90,000 hours is not full of shortcuts and and life hacks. It's full of a clear destination and a path that's worth doing that you stick to, right? And that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I think it it comes to that place of hard hard for for what purpose? Because mm -hmm. if I'm really clear on on like why I'm doing something. I can, I can do a lot of things that people would define as hard. And I might even enjoy the process of that difficulty because I'm so excited about what's going to happen as a result of that investment. Um, and I think okay, people, you think people are aware of that, Wes? No, no. I think, I think people need to make maintain awareness of that in order to be able to push through hard things. And, and I know we're going to talk about a principle here, Andy, that, um, we, we have, uh, embraced and, and love that uh, Andy Stanley made famous um, called the principle of the path that I think it, it's just, it gives handles and I think it gives language so we can see and see the principle and actually make it come alive in our lives because yeah. it's just really overlooked. Um, I do, I do want to have just a little bit of fun though with, with just the word principle that before we get into the principle of the path, because this is often like this isn't new information. What I'm about to say, okay, but but many times it's not it's not that something's new. It's that we either need to be reminded of it or we need to have language wrapped around it in a different way. Yeah, let me interrupt real quick, Wes. I think that 
what is new about what you're going to say is the, the idea of a principle. And I remember a kid, I remember learning it. The principal at your school was your pal. So it's P-A-L, right? And there's principles, right? Which is these foundational things that are true. I, I would su- I would submit to challenge a little bit, Wes. I think that we might think we understand something. Like you said, it's not new. Like, you know the word. But then, like, it's sort of like saying, hey, I, I, I know about Mount Rushmore. I know it. But then they go, but do you know this about it? And you're like, no, I, I never understood it to that depth or that sure. degree. Right. Um, and I say that because there's some like secret weird stuff about Mount Rushmore that I learned. And I was like, no, I, I thought I knew what that was. So when you're talking about principle or principles, I think that if I said, do you know what a principle is? Most people would say yes. But I think what you're about to share, people will go, oh, I'm, yeah, I guess that is true. You know, so what are they? What What is true yeah. about principles? Yeah, so, so check this out. Um, I'm going to say three things and then I want to I want to kind of dance with each one of them. A principle is not a rule you follow. It's not something you choose to apply. And it's not a law or a rule you can break. Just think about that with me as you're listening to this right now. A principle is... Do them again. Do them again real quick. Go ahead. Not a rule you follow. Not something you choose to apply. And it's not a law or rule you can break. So one throws me off a lot, Justin. Which one throws you off? Like the idea that you don't apply a principle. Like that was like, yeah, of course you do. But which one do you No, same yeah how, how do i not apply it right like yeah. that's the one throws you off but well, let, I, like i thought the point was to apply them <laughs> yeah yeah so let, let's dance with each one of that what i just said there is is so a, a first point is a, a principle is not a rule you follow okay a, a principle follows you regardless if you're aware or follow it at all it just is and and, and it will be regardless of your choice to follow it or not follow it, it, it is. It is with you. Um, it follows you. Now, the second one, uh, it's not something you choose to apply. Principle is not something you choose to apply. It applies itself to you even when you're not aware of it. Principles are very, very sticky. So there are plenty of people listening that have observed certain principles in their lives and they've made a decision that, uh, and they're aware of it, and they've decided to orient their life around uh, leveraging that principle for their benefit. And there's people that are completely unaware of principles that exist in the world, and they're ignoring them to their detriment because they are still going to apply to them whether they are applying the thinking behind that principle or not. And and then again, the last one is, it's not a law or rule you can break, um, but if you ignore certain principles, they can absolutely break you. And I, and I think a good example of this, there's a, a funny old one. You think back to high school, uh, if you if you studied this in high school, is uh, Archimedes principle. I don't know if you remember Archimedes. Um, but, but but you, Archimedes, um, there's a principle, Archimedes, Archimedes principle that it, it every time you um, get into a swimming pool or you get on a float or you get on a cruise ship or a boat or you throw something in the water and it sinks, this principle applies itself to you. Okay. You, you might say, well, wait a minute. I, I don't, I don't know who Archimedes is or anything about the principle. So it's, you know, I'm, it's unfair that that applies to me or it influences me. And, and, and that's the thing about a principle is it applies itself to us, whether we choose to apply it or not, because you, you might've put two and two together is Archimedes is the one who gave us the principle of buoyancy in the third century BC. He, he explained to the world what had been going on in the world since the beginning of the world. 
Okay. It, it, it's just no one had ever explained it before. And, and in mathematical terms, he explained why pebbles sink and cruise ships float. And so it, it, it's a thing where th- this principle of buoyancy, it existed long before Archimedes discovered it um, or long before he made it the world aware of it. Right. Uh, and it was affecting people, whether they were saying, well, I'm applying that principle because, you know, it, it principles apply themselves to your life, whether you think you're applying them or not. And I think it, <laughs> I will not go down the path that I thought about in a moment because I would filter this, but there are, there are things that people say in 2024 that I go, that is not up for debate. Like that is a principle, like that is true or not true. And they're like, I don't believe in that. I'm like, they're like, it's like saying, I don't believe the rocks sink. You're like, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can choose not to believe that, but it has no actual bearing on or influence on the principle which is Archimedes principle or whatever the principle is, you know, like I do not believe that the sun will come up tomorrow. You can believe that all you want, but that, you know, I'm going to assume it's coming up. Right. Uh, Or I'm going to, you know, so I, I I go on, but so the the point is that, well, let me ask this Wes is the problem that we, we make principles and we try to act like principles are optional. And that's what gets us in trouble instead of submitting to the principle and just saying, all right, those principles are true. I just have to go do that principle. And it, it that that is the path to a better life. Yeah, I, I think it's just we either ignore them to our detriment and don't and don't know how to take advantage of them um, or or we leverage them for our benefit. And the more aware you are of certain principles and have language wrapped around them, you can actually reverse engineer your life to determine Hey, what am I ignoring to my detriment right now that I'm experiencing a, a subpar outcome that I don't want to keep experiencing? Well, there's probably a principle at work. And I think we're going to talk about a lot of these today and over the next few weeks that if I just begin to understand that that exists and leverage it for my benefit, yeah. my yeah. life, my 90,000 hours at work and, and probably all the other hours uh, that, that we had in there would be inherently more attractive and better and satisfying than detrimental to myself and all those people that I care about that are affected by those hours. This is for either one of you is you, you, you that you kind of jumped over a pretty massive phrase there. You didn't jump over it, but you didn't slow down. So I'm going to have you slow down again, Wes. Sure. Ignore them. You can ignore principles to your detriment or what was the second part of that? Or you can leverage them for or your you benefit. Can leverage them to your benefit. And I think, again, we have to all agree that first, the principle is true. It is not negotiable. The principle does not care about your opinion about it. Yeah. Right. It is. It doesn't. Care. I don't. I don't. I don't know how I feel about Archimedes principle. Archimedes principle doesn't care about how you feel about it. Like it is. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Right. Um. So you can ignore it to your detriment, or you could leverage it to your benefit. And what's interesting is, you know, if you're listening to us, you're an advisor, or you work with advisors. If you're not, you know, welcome, but you're rare. Uh, is is This is the business you're in. You can ignore the history of the stock market to your detriment, right? Uh, or you could leverage it to your benefit, you know, diversification or whatever, you know, whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. Um, and so I wonder, Justin, when you think about this, you know, again, you, you've had a lot of different, uh, you've, had, you've lived a lot of life. You're not a very old guy, but you've lived a lot of life. You've done a lot of pretty amazing stuff, I think. Is there anything that comes to your mind? I'm putting you on the spot. Sorry. 
Anything that comes to mind where this is true in other areas where you can ignore it to your detriment or you know you can leverage it to your benefit, something that is just true? Absolutely. I mean, we would agree, I hope we would agree that gravity exists, right? Like that's a fundamental truth that we experience. And you can choose to ignore it or you can leverage it. I mean, when you go to the gym, that's what you're leveraging, right? When it says the weight on the dumbbell or whatever you're picking up, it's calculation because of that truth. And that can actually help you in benefiting your your overall health. Uh, Same is applied to us as advisors to your point earlier. Like there are fundamental truths. I mean, that's the definition of principle, a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior for a chain of reasoning. Like you have to start somewhere and there are things that you can leverage that are going to get you and propel you forward or they're not. And for me, like, yeah, in my this is kind of meta, like, I feel like I'm in an Escher painting right now. If you're familiar with Escher, you know, he's like, you look at it and you think you're looking at something else and it's something else. Is, is that like Usher who did the Super Bowl? A lot like Usher. Okay. Um, he's Just the like Usher it. of uh, 1320. So I don't know when, I don't know when Escher was around, but anyway, um, I'm thinking about, you threw me off with the Usher comment, by the way, Wes, you, you, you surprised yeah, me. Some I'm like, Wes just threw out the Usher comment. I didn't, you know, but I should have known. I should have known. But I think about sort of the meta of like what you said with the weights of you literally leverage. I mean, weight is leveraging, you're moving, you know, there's levers involved of, and you can ignore the weight, meaning, you know, there's a gym at our office. And I can, I have access to it. I have a little key fob that I can go and and I've gone more lately, which I'm really excited about, right? But you literally could just drive by that and ignore it or walk by it and ignore it. Or you can go inside and just leverage the weights to my benefit, right? And I just, I think the challenge is that if you're listening to this, you're a pretty smart person. You you are focused on self-improvement because that's kind of all we talk about, right? Is how to help yourself get better. And I think that there is many of those who are listening, Wes, are sort of haunted by the knowledge that they're just not leveraging things enough to their benefit. Sure. Right. And we're gonna talk about that. We're not gonna leave people hopeless. Yeah. Right. But there are people the people listening to the show, they don't want to ignore things. And yet so many, uh, like you said, maybe it's fifty percent. If if you really said, Hey, score these different areas of your life. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not passing grades. It, it's that Richard uh, Koch quote that wrote, you know, the 80-20 principle that we talked about uh, several weeks ago, but it is that it's not the shortage of time that should worry us, but rather that we spend that time in low quality ways. Yeah. And I, I think that's why, everybody, I mean, you're listening because you're like, I want to make it better. And even if you're knocking it out of the park and things are good. The, the, just you the still want to make it better. Yeah. Make it better. And, and so there are principles that allow us to do that. And I, and I think, I think that's where it brings us to this specific principle that we're leveraging. And we want to talk about how to leverage um, that I want to give to you. And that's the principle of the path. And and really just to real quick, and, and, I, and I promise we're getting to some applicable things to do, um, is to fully appreciate this principle. Um, y- y- you got We got to kind of set it up before uh, to, to really hit the meat of it. And, and is that, it's called the principle of the path, not the principle of the solution. And and this is important. It's going to be important to where we're going because the difference between a path, there's a big difference between a path and a solution. When you're lost, you don't pull over and ask for a solution from, um, you ask for directions. 
right? When, when Waze takes you into a parking garage instead of the person's house you're supposed to show up to, <laughs> that has happened to me. Um, you don't call them. You don't call your friend and say, hey, I need a solution. <laughs> you say, hey, I need some directions. Uh, because when, when we're lost, we need to know where we are and where we need to, to and we need to know how to get to where we want to go. Yeah. And, and there is no instant fixed or solution for being lost. Um, you know, the, the, we, <laughs> well, let, let, what's funny, Wes, is I'm, I'm thinking of that. And I was driving to downtown Nashville last night for a hockey game and, and, you know, we had our ways open and things like that. And it's like, if you get lost and I was navigating for this person and yada, yada. You would never call the person and say, like, I need to be in your apartment. Like, I want to be in your house. Like, they okay. Like, but they're going to say, where are you? <laughs> like, because they're obviously not here. Yeah. Like, I, but I want to be in your apartment. Yeah. I want to be where you are. Okay, but where are you? And you're like, I want to be where you are. And I think and we'd laugh because it sounds ridiculous. But you coach advisors, I coach advisors. Yeah. And well, advisors will just go, I want to be where you are. And yeah. it's like. No, like now there's that there's some other questions you need to go. We need to work through before we get to that. Right. Well, the beauty of this is we got a bunch of smart advisors listening. And, and here's the thing. If you, you want to throw us in a category, which we often fall into uh, today and every day of this week, there will be people that go into a counselor's office, a pastor's office, an advisor's office. Yeah. And, and they're going to come in and go, I got a problem. Um, you know, here's where I find myself and I'd like to be somewhere else, fix it. And, and they don't need a solution. They need a new direction because they got, they got to that place by following a path, by following a direction that isn't taking them where they want to go. And we're going to get them to the place they ultimately want to end up by aligning the use of their capital with that new destination and pointing them in a direction. They just been living in the, in the wrong direction. And and honestly, Andy, all of us can tell stories and, and we probably are in the middle of them where some areas of life, you, you, things are good and you are moving in a great direction. You, you, you love where things are. And honestly, we're all working on areas. Some of these are just easier for some of us naturally than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you heard to peel back the layers of somebody's complete onion, uh, you know, life's just messy and, and we are bent to be better and more focused. This I love natural. that. I love that picture when you say that, like if you peel back the onion, because the reality is it'll probably make you cry. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Like I think there's a reason they said peel back the onion. Yeah, it wasn't peel back the orange. You know, it's like when you peel back the onion, what happens? You cry, right? And you don't know why. You just it's just right. I mean, when you get underneath, yeah, there's stuff we want to work on. So I want to ask, um, you know, what are the right questions as we wrap this episode before we move to the next? What are the right questions you need to ask? Um in order to start to, you know, if we agree on the principle of the path, what are the right questions we need to start to ask? And then the next few episodes, we'll talk about how to, how to change the path, how to turn it around. Yeah. Well, if, if direction determines destination, I think a great starting point question is what story do you want to tell about your destination three years from today? I think there's almost no more clarifying question. Um, I, I've experienced plenty of times where, uh, whether it's an advisor or, or sometimes some of our team members that they say, you know, I just don't like the way things are going. I don't like the way I feel. I don't like um, my, uh, you know, the, the things about life. And I'll say, well, what would need to, you need to be experiencing in order for you to feel like things were great? Wes, real quick, sorry. Yeah. I'm a little stuck on the three-year thing. Okay. Like, I'm not that's it's not bad, but. I, you know, I, 
a lot of the things I've heard or seen is, you know, and you do advisors do this, where you want to be in 30 years, right? What kind of legacy you want to leave? Like three years is kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to be disrespectful. It's like a random number. It's like, you know, like three years, if you're a sophomore in high school, where you want to be in three years, like uh, I want to be in college or I want to be done with high school. That would be good. (laughs) Something's going to be wrong if I'm still here. Right. Um, But, but three years doesn't seem like long enough. Yeah, I, I think what I love about three years, and again, this is th- none of this is like magic, right? It's 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 a it is a point in time that you want to be telling your story, but you don't want to be so far out that it's like almost like fairy dust, right? It's it's like so just so far out there that you're you can't really get tangible teeth in it. I think three years is close enough to where, yeah, I mean, you really got to think about all right, where where what is possible over that time? But it's far enough to where you can kind of take some of the handcuffs off of of where you find yourself today. So th- three years is kind of that good kind of medium ground. If you want to do 10 year, do 10 year too. But but I would back that down into, hey, three years from today, because you can make massive, significant change in direction and destination mm-hmm. in three years. Okay. And, so it's long enough that you can make some major change. Yeah. But it's, it's so long that it's really easy to quit. <laughs> yeah. I, 10 right. years is so far out there. I want to I have a six pack in 10 years, you know? And, and I could do nothing about that today and just keep talking about it, but you could do I, nothing for eight years. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. You do nothing for like nine and a half years. If that's all you wanted. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. Justin or Let's, Wes, who's going to need a couple of years. It's so funny. Back, you say 10, 10 years, because if ironically, if you take 90,000 hours, seems like this like grand number. Right. But if you boil that down to like, if I worked 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, which nobody's doing. That comes out to just over 10 years. That's a long time of working day in, day out. If you could do that, to yeah. not have a plan in mind. You know, something jumped out to me, Wes, as you were talking about from path, principle of the path versus the solution is, is if I'm tracking right, right the, A, figuring out that the trajectory that I'm on isn't going to get me where I ultimately want to go. Yeah. But that the new path becomes the solution. It's not just here's a solution, a quick fix, a helicopter is going to come pick you up out of the parking garage and bring you over. It's like a, a new path becomes my solution for where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's where, it's where you got to invest the energy. And I think, I think with this, it's a two part equation, right? Is really what we're talking about. The principle of the path, direction determines destination. Direction, not intention, determines, <laughs> determines destination. Um, it is where you start out with the clarity of saying and deciding imperfectly dream a little bit here, but three years from today and all the areas of life I care about, including my 90,000 hours of professional life, what, what story am I telling about the way that looks a day in the life of me, a week in the life of me, year in the life of me. And, and don't just tell a story about what you're getting. Tell a story about what you're becoming, because in large part, a lot of these need to be saturated with your values of, of not, and again, you may not be living those values today, but, but you want to be. You know, you you want to be generous in the future, and you may not be giving any money away today, but 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 you got to at least start with the end in mind to say, all right, three years someday, and understand you're going to evolve and you're going to change. That's why you know you don't you hit three years and you're you're always you're always looking three years out and you're always making in course corrections because that's a big part of you know direction is sometimes headwinds come our way, sometimes things we couldn't see before we thought we were on the right path the best we could. But you got to make adjustments, and so we'll, we'll talk more about that in, in weeks to come. But but just do if you do one thing today, 
in this exercise. One, just hopefully you, you know, you're, I don't think anybody is disagreeing with like the logic behind here, but, but you got to begin with deciding what, what, what is my destination three years from today and all the areas of life I care about? What do I, what did I get? But also what did I become in the process? What are the values that, but somebody looked at me and said, that person embraces these things. What are they? Yeah. So we're going to stop there, not because we're finished, but because our show is this long. So we're going to stop that there. Um, and because we had our destination in mind and it was about 30 minutes and we're about there. So uh, we're going to stop there. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how do you choose the destination? How do you measure your your your, your where you're at on it? What do you do when you get off of it? Uh, your your path. Um, and, and how to be honest and how, how being honest about where you are is the best and kindest and smartest thing you can do uh, as you start the journey to a different destination. And so I, I'm really, really confident that when you listen to the next episode, and this is the kind of episode that if, you know, if for the people you in your life, you you care about whether they're advisors or not, but certainly if they are advisors, maybe it's one you have talked to in a long time, but just say, hey, I was thinking about you. I think this this episode would bless you. This would help you. Um, this is the kind of episode that I think you should share. I don't say that just because we need downloads. I say that because we genuinely care about what we do and care about you. So please, this is the kind of episode that that will help other people on their path, and um, which we trust it's helped you on your path. Uh, but we're just starting. So with that, uh, Wes, thank you for your time. Justin, thank you for your time. I look forward to continuing this conversation and helping people down the path. Thanks, Amy.